If you will, please remain standing as we join together in reading this morning's scripture from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. You have that text printed before you, and if you would, let's join together. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. This Christmas season has been um, uh, interesting for me because um, most of you probably uh, know uh, by now that uh, of my plans to uh, retire from active uh, ordained ministry at the end of this conference year. I'll be completing 40 years of ministry. And so it occurred to me that uh, this weekend will be the last Christmas messages I'll most likely have an opportunity to give. And as, as I was reflecting on what to offer and to share this morning, I went through my, my file of uh, notes and illustrations and tidbits that I've collected through the years, and I, I found, I don't know why I saved this, but I saved a copy of the very first sermon I ever preached. It was preached the Sunday after Christmas at Dalton First United Methodist Church 43 years ago when I was 18 years of age. And with your understanding, I'd like to share at my very last Christmas sermon, the very first sermon, Christmas sermon, uh, I shared. What's so special about Christmas? Everyone will agree that Christmas is a special time of the year. It's unlike any other time because it brings people together in a fellowship of love. But what is so special about Christmas? How is it different? from any other holiday. First, I think Christmas is unique in that at no other time do you find people as willing to give as you do at Christmas. People seem to go out of their way to give to one another. Everybody's buying gifts for others, and even more important, people are more willing to give of themselves at Christmas. There's just something about the Christmas spirit that tells us to give to one another. 
The word selfishness seems to be erased from the dictionary every Christmas season. And it's such a wonderful feeling, this feeling of giving, that I wonder, why don't we practice it all year long, at least the way we do at Christmas? Well, it might get a little expensive after a while, but that's all right, because I don't mean giving as such. I mean the giving of ourselves to help and serve others. Can you imagine how wonderful things would be if everyone had the giving spirit at Christmas all year round? Christ himself taught that we should give ourselves in loving others. The act of giving carries back to the original Christmas. The wise men brought what they had and offered it to the child. The wise men gave from their heart. And that's the significance, really, of the gifts that they offered. A gift given from the heart is the most valuable gift of all. But let's be honest. Are we just as willing to give on July 25th as we are on December 25th? Well, by that time, has selfish ways crept back into our lives? The things that I remember most about Christmas and the things that meant the most to me were when I had the opportunity to give of myself to others. Several years ago, I was forced, or should I say strongly recommended, to go with my dad every year and deliver fruit baskets to shut-ins at Christmas time. I was too young at the time to remember, to really understand the significance of what we did. I used to dread going into an old, old house and sitting beside an old, old woman. Here again, I'm 18 now. But for some reason, I would always leave feeling good. I couldn't understand it. Now I know that it was because I shared a little of myself with others, and I I realized much blessing comes from doing so. And then there was a time when we delivered several bags of clothes and toys to a family living in a little trailer. On the table was a little scrawny pine tree about about a foot and a half high. It had one or two decorations on it, but nothing under it. As we entered the room, I I could see a little four-year-old girl's eyes light up with great expectation and excitement. She knew why we were there. To her, we could have just as well been Santa Claus himself. When we left, we left the things and went home. Christmas had already come for me that year, even though it was two days away. I had experienced the joy of giving and the blessing that comes from it. On Christmas morning, I woke with an extra good feeling inside. I knew that across the street, across the town, a a little four-year-old girl and her brother were having a happy Christmas. It seemed hard that I had given of myself because I received such a blessing myself. So the will to give, to, to, 
to do for others. It's a marvelous gesture, and it's so characteristic of the Christmas season. Would that it last all year long. Well, Christmas is unique for yet another reason. It's probably the most joyous and happy time of the year. The Christmas decorations, the music, all add to the joyous, happy atmosphere that abounds at Christmas. We sing the hymns, Joy to the world, the Lord is come, and hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. But why is this such a joyous occasion? Because it represents the birth of the Savior of the world, my Savior and yours. This is why we should be so joyous and happy. It had been revealed to Simeon, that we read just a moment ago, it had been revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Christ child. When Jesus was a little child, Mary and Joseph brought him to the temple for the ritual of purification, and Simeon was there, prompted by the Holy Spirit, to go to the temple, not knowing why. And when he saw the child, he took it in his arms, he lifted the little baby up before the Lord, and he said, Lord, now let us, thou, your servant, depart in peace. For I have seen the joy. I have seen the light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon had been looking and waiting to see the Christ child because of the revelation that had been made to him. Simeon knew nothing of the tinsel, the decorations, the other things that we associate with Christmas. But on that day in the temple, he knew Christmas. He felt the joy of salvation because he knew that this baby was to become the Savior of the world. This little baby was the Son of God. This is the joy that we feel at Christmas. Have you felt the joy of this Christmas, this Christmas of knowing that Jesus Christ was born into the world specifically for you? Wouldn't it be wonderful this Christmas if every one of us could say, as Simeon said, Lord, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. This is what Christmas is all about. The message is so simple. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. That night in the field, the angels said to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Christmas is a time of joy and happiness for what God has done. And then the third thing that I think is so unique about Christmas is the fact that everyone seems to have so much love for one another. Nobody wants to be Scrooge at Christmas time. So we all feel an extra sense of love and kindness for one another. I guess it's all in the spirit of Christmas. 
Christmas is just not the time to hold grudges against someone or to treat someone unkindly. At this time of the year, we seek to, to love our neighbor more than ever before. Christ said to love our neighbor as, as ourself. This scripture becomes practiced pretty well during the month of December, but boy, just wait until January or February, and, and we tend to lose our desire to love our neighbor as ourself. And we start to put up with our neighbor because we have to. But during this Christmas season, you can really feel the love of others around you. What inspires this love? What enables us to give of ourselves and love others for what they are and who they are? It's the Christmas spirit that gives us this love. It's the same love that God showed us by sending his son into the world. He's loved us and has enabled us to love in return. Last night I was at an evening worship service that was unique for me. It was a Christmas candlelight service. And as I'm sharing this, it was the very first time I'd ever experienced a Christmas Eve candlelight service. And I was just deeply moved during that time in the service where all the lights were dimmed and from the single Christ candle, everybody in the sanctuary had their candle. And one by one, the light was passed from the first row to the second, all the way to the back. And how eventually, as we saw here last night, the entire room was filled with light. And that reminded me of, that's, that's what the love of Jesus is like. Is that when the love of Jesus comes to live in our heart, the expectation is that we let that love shine to another person and another person and another person. As I sat in the dark sanctuary and watched the small single flame up front, I thought of the love that God has shown me by sending his son into the world. The candle represented that love and that child. Then as the single flame began to be transmitted, it suggested to me how God's light grows brighter and brighter in each of us as we grow in love to him. The love of God expressed in a little baby is the love and light of all the world. At Christmas, we seem to plug into that source of love more than any other time. I guess we feel so loved by God ourselves and we're so sensitive to how much God loves us that we just have this inclination to share it with, with everybody. It's a beautiful experience and one that is truly characteristic of the Christmas season. Well, The last thing that I believe this morning is unique about Christmas is that it's God's gift of love, his son, to the world. Christmas, above all else, celebrates the occasion of the birth of Jesus, the incarnation, the word becoming flesh. Christ was a supreme gift to all of us from God. And on that first Christmas morning when Mary gave birth to that little baby, the whole world was affected. That single event changed the course of mankind. Sounds ironic, doesn't it? A child 
born of poor parents in a small, obscure village, and he is the hope of the world, the Prince of Peace, the Son of the Almighty God. Who would have guessed it? And yet, God chose this way to send his Son into the world. Handel Brown, in his book, Keeping the Spirit of Christmas, puts it this way. The joyous gospel of Christmas proclaims that Almighty God entered our human life in the most generous manner possible. He came in the way which would be the greatest help to those earthly ones who needed his heavenly aid. He chose to lay his head on the pillow of poverty. He chose a cradle which was the crudest of all cradles. He chose a shelter which the beast had used. What he began on a bed of common hay, he finished on the hard wood of the cross. This is God's gift, given freely to the world. Let's don't forget this aspect of Christmas, for really, it ultimately is the only one that matters. The thing that matters most at Christmas is the thing that we sometimes foolishly forget. That this baby who was born was born to be king and savior of all. Until we realize this fact, then all the carols ever sung, all the presents ever given, all the trees ever decorated, and all the stockings ever hung amount to absolutely nothing. They are vain and useless and meaningless. The trouble today is that for every thousand persons getting ready for Christmas, there's only one getting ready for Christ. Which has it been for you? Have you been getting ready with the decorations, the shopping, the partying, or have you been getting ready for the celebration of the birth of Jesus in your heart? Well, we've looked at the uniqueness of Jesus, the willingness of, to give to one another, the expressions of joy that we feel like none other at this season, the desire to love our neighbors and love others around us, and finally, the uniqueness of the birth of Jesus, which we celebrate. These are all beautiful things to experience. They're what make Christmas the joyous occasion that it is. Why do we confine them to Christmas? Why can't we give and love and be joyful all year round as we are at Christmas? Let's not make Christmas so unique that it's the only time that we experience these things.